0: Hello and welcome to the Hope Show, or maybe it's Gab Fest, I'm not sure. It's, it's certainly a Hope Show, anyway. And tonight, myself and Michael are going to go through songs that were released in 1976. We have this idea that we'll go through 45 years of punk rock, but of course, by the time we're finished, it will be 46 years, won't it? So, um, anyway, we'll we'll uh, see how we get on, and we'll we'll keep we'll keep going for as long as we can. Um, uh, this is the Hope Show, and so 1976 is the year, Michael. You're very welcome again. Thanks very much. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant to be here. Really appreciate it. So, so the idea we were talking uh, earlier in the week and we said, oh yeah, we, we were co- kind of going to start with 77, but we decided we'd do 76 because there was some good music released that year and it was the, the start of it all, you know, so um, yeah, so we just decided we go for 76 and um, it's going to start off with, do you want to, do you want to introduce the song that we're starting off with? No, you go. I'll go for it then. Well, of course, it has to be one song, really. You know, if we're talking punk rock, and we're talking 1976 and punk rock. Um, it's a band that started it off for many people, but as you'll see from the other songs we played tonight, they weren't necessarily the first band, but uh, it's certainly the band that started it off for many, many people. This is uh, Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK. 45 years ago, but it still sounds pretty fresh, doesn't
1: it? See, I had that same reaction, Niall. I was listening to that and thinking, I've been listening to that song for at
0: least 44
1: years. I don't know if I was listening to it in 1976, uh, but I, w- I was aware of it quite early on. But it still gives me a thrill. It, it, it uplifts me. I I almost can't believe that that sound and those lyrics... And that performance, you know, were put onto a slab of vinyl that you could buy in Ireland and listen to, you know, in suburban Dean's Grange. In my case, it's it's a masterpiece, I think, of culture.
0: Yeah, no, it is. Yeah. I remember I remember my um, well, it was two older brothers, but Gary who bought the album. We we used to have the album on, on the front of our record rack, you know, and of all the records were in these record racks, all separated, you know, by little bits of metal. And whenever my mom and dad would go out, he'd put the record to the front of the record rack so that people walking by would see it. But uh, then we always had to remember to put it back, you know, be, because we'd uh, probably get given out a bit too much in Catholic Ireland. But like it was amazing, wasn't it? You know, never mind the bollocks on a on a record. It it was shocking
1: and thrilling and exciting. I was young, you know, I I was 13. I I was born in 1963, so I was was 13. I was at school, at at secondary school. And I can remember, I don't know if I was listening to the record or just thinking about it when I was at school in the gym, you know, in this smelly gym that smelt of rubber and people's, you know, dirty socks. And I remember just thinking, okay, I'm here, but this music is taking me to another place in my head or in my imagination. And even if it didn't say bollocks or sex on that, you know, piece of 12 by 12 artwork, it's such an ugly album sleeve. You know, it, it's horrible. And I think intentionally, But it's so horrible, it's beautiful. Um, And those colours, I'd never seen, you know, vivid pink and vivid yellow slapped together like that. And yet, I can't imagine a better cover for it.
0: Yeah, it looks great, doesn't it? It really does.
1: And my other point is that this started, you know, a 45-year love affair with punk rock for me. But... A lot of people would say, oh, kind of the Sex pistol show that anyone can do it. You can just pick up the instruments. But if you listen to the way that that man sings that song. A very, very small group of people who could, who could deliver a performance as good as that, as, as exciting as that. But I was young now when this stuff came along. You were much younger. Like, yeah, I was a baby.
0: <laughs> how did you feel? Well, well, I was a baby, so um oh to me it was just excitement. I it, it was like you're doing something wrong by listening to the record. Um but again, you know, I I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't that aware and probably did come onto the radar in seventy seven. Um, but you know, it was more shawadi wadi for me in seventy seven, to be honest. Uh but there was the older brothers and I was like looking on with envy, you know, going, Oh my God, are you allowed to have that record in your hand? Is that okay? You know? Looking at my mom and dad kind of going, i i shouldn't be listening. this is this is i'm doing something wrong here you know this is this, listening to it was nearly me rebelling that was my rebel my rebellion now i i know i suppose maybe for people that punk was the rebellion but just even the act of listening to the record you know or bodies that was on the album as well you know and you're gone this is this is just a, a, a completely different world um and I suppose I wasn't kind of going, oh, yeah, this is going to be my world. It didn't really become my world until probably, you know, 82, 83, that kind of wave of punk, even though I was listening to music, listening to the bands like Elvis Costello as well came a bit after that. But it was only when, you know, probably the I stuff maybe, or the early I stuff or Blitz or bands like that, when I was like, oh, yeah, that was real obvious to me. Or And then it was when I saw The Clash which was for me, it was 85. So it was different, completely different, but just that kind of the act of listening to the sex pistols in Dublin, um, and having to do it behind your mom and dad's back, you know, it's just, it was just, it was mad. Um, so what about, we're going to go on for the next song. Um, and so what I'll do is I'll play the next song. I'll come back to you and we can talk about it then. Okay. Next song came out in January, uh, 1976. This is, a uh, David Bowie.
2: One wish upon day upon day, I believe all the law, I believe Come all the way, run for the
3: shadows, run for the shadows, run for the shadows in these golden years.
2: I hear you say life taking you nowhere Angels Come, the baby
0: golden years i i was just listening to that uh, it's four minutes three seconds long michael and three minutes could have ended oh it could have ended it just kind of went didn't it It went golden years bop 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 for about a minute there but uh do you want to say a bit about january 1976 that david bowie song yeah I, I
1: knew that would annoy you but i was just thinking <laughs> that's probably the longest song on the show today it's probably the only thing over yeah. three minutes all right I've, um Maybe just a couple, um, but it's one of the longest ones. But <laughs> doesn't that sound like a completely different world than the world of anarchy in the UK? And yeah, it does. Yeah, we loved Bowie. Like Bowie was the pop star that mattered to our lives. And you mentioned Chawadi Wadi, and Chawadi Wadi really mattered to me growing up. And so did Slade and Sweet and. You know, it's awful now, but Gary Glitter, it's certainly the Glitter Band. Yeah. So you'd watch the pop charts, you'd listen to them and you'd be kind of cheering, wanting the songs that you liked to go well. And lucky, like we we liked a bit of Motown, liked a bit of black music, a bit of soul. But when I, I love hearing Anarchy and Golden Years together because I can hear jazz in golden years, I can hear funk, I can hear lots of different things. And to me, music, listening to pop music was like being maybe at a horse race or a football match at the very back of the stadium. Like you, you were there, but you weren't close. Whereas when yeah, I hear yeah, yeah. the Sex Pistols, I feel like I'm in the front row of something that's really important. And exciting and interesting, it, it pulled me in.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bowie, Bowie. Um, I suppose Bowie was pro- probably laying down the foundation, wasn't he, to for bands like for the punk stuff and that, as you say, that kind of to have the word the sex in your name or you know the album called Nevermind the Bollocks, all that stuff. Bowie probably. Now I wouldn't know that much because I'm not that knowledgeable. Music kind of started for me nearly with anarchy in the UK, but, um, but, but it would seem that that's what, what was going on for me anyway.
1: Yeah. I, I totally agree with you, Niall. I think that, you know, Bowie, I don't want to say that he, because he didn't. So I'm not going to say that he became dated when punk rock came along, but if you were waiting, if you're sitting around waiting for punk rock to be invented, he would have been a great person to, to be listening to because he was fearless yeah. Yeah. and, I think very, very interested in lots of different things, and he was working with Iggy Pop, who's arguably one of the, you know, the the forerunners of of punk. So, I, I, as you know, I I love Bowie. Um, I I think yeah. he was incredibly brilliant and important, and and um, provided yeah. so much enjoyment. Great but stuff. I think the contrast yeah. of those songs captured 1976. Yeah. But
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got another song uh which which is a completely different contrast i suppose you know um and it's a song that will probably have you at the edge of your seat again and and, and bring you right back and and still has that that atmosphere from the day um so we, we'll play it first and we'll have a little chat about it then um blitzkrieg bop How about it
1: again like the pistols that still is thrilling to me yeah. and also like the sex pistols i think that's pop music Nile. you know i don't think it's rock you know and when i say rock i think of heavy metal and you yeah. know there's a long tradition of that but to me those are pop singles the way shakira or justin bieber um are art, pop artists,
0: right? Yeah, 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 yeah. This, it's a great sound, though, isn't it? The remounts, that drum beat and all—it's just, it's just so good. But it should sound dated, like it,
1: it's forty-five years. It's, it's almost half a century old. Yeah,
4: yeah. It yeah, should
1: yeah. sound. Oh, you could do that much better now. You couldn't.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's incredible, incredible, and. Um, I know I've said a couple of times, you know, I saw the Ramones in the TV club, two nights in the TV club, and they just, the noise, I don't know if, it's probably the loudest gig I've been to, Um, and the place was packed, and just everything about it was just great, so I missed them the first time, do you remember, do you remember when they came to Dublin the first time?
1: I certainly remember hearing about them, but no, I, I didn't go to a gig until 1980. So I I missed all of that first, first wave of, of of the visits from those bands, but um, that, that TV club, the two nights in the TV club were uh, definitely two of the loudest gigs that I've ever been at. Um, I remember being um, going to the doctor the following day. I hurt my back actually, because I, I put someone on my back for the gig (laughs) and I, I, damaged my spine and I was in the doctor's um waiting you know for the doctor and someone I knew a really nice bloke a guy called Dermot um that I was in college with and you know some come in and said oh Dermot how are you and he just blanked me and I thought okay yeah you
0: know,
1: good enough but it was that he was deafened by by the gig and he was going into <laughs> to, to, to have his ears you know looked at yeah um so it it was punishingly loud but as you say it was packed and I think I think it must have been seven years worth of people who loved punk had got together because you know it was was a few years on from from, from that song that we just heard yeah yeah it was great great
0: Um, we could talk about the Ramones probably all all, all night but we might move on to the next song Um, The 101ers well Anything to um, talk about the 101-ers but without mentioning Joe Strummer? <laughs> um, well,
1: I think the, the other really important thing about the 101-ers for me is Chiswick Records. A okay. guy from Northern Ireland, a guy from Dublin go to London and they're that, you know, tuned into rock and roll that they're able to sell records. And I just love the idea that two Irish people Irish entrepreneurs were selling records to English people and making a profit. Yeah. And that they saw someone who they thought, you know, he deserves having a record out. His band. And again, it just shows kind of all of the tribes gathering before that moment, you know, of 77 is the year that punk really took off, there's really interesting strands in, in seventy-six.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Should we have a listen to it? Uh, case Your Heart, the one ers So the 101ers, good old Joe, you know, I just, just listening to that there, Michael, and, and thinking that could have been like a demo song for like uh, off Give Him Enough Rope or maybe or Sandinist or something, couldn't it? You know, it has that. I know Strummer is the singer, but it seems to have that kind of sound as well, doesn't it? I, I completely agree with you.
1: Imagine if that was the clash, mm. you know, with the full force and fury and energy yeah. of the clash. Yeah. That would be one of my favorite songs of all time. And and I like it there, but that's probably closer to Van Morrison and them than it is to The Clash, who came along just months later, you know, in terms of the intensity.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: I think that's why 1976 really matters and why punk really matters to me is because it was such a leap. Yeah. I'm not saying yeah. it was they reinvent, you know, it wasn't like inventing a wheel or something, but it was doing something very purposeful with with strands that were already out there. But I I that voice, that Joe Stromer voice. I know,
0: I know, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But you mentioned the intensity of songs and and uh next one up we have we have the damned. Um it's new roles. Uh And that again has that kind of energy, doesn't it? It's just got, it has it, you know, there's a few of them tonight, and it's like it's nearly every second song so far. It's just like an incredible energy to it. And it's just, it just, it just blasts out, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I think that, you know, I I never got into dance music. Maybe I wasn't the right age. um, Would I think that punk communicated the thrill? and the adventure and the uncertainty of being young, you know, better than, and obviously I'm completely biased because it was the music of my youth. But I just think it captured all of that sensation of being young and, and you know, kind of full of, full of energy and attitude yeah. and yeah. not knowing anything, but thinking you knew everything. And this song uh, by the damned to me, it is just a A flag being unfurled
0: on a windy day. Well, let's unfurl that flag now. New Rose, the damned.
5: Is she really going out with him? like a stormy sea I don't know why, I don't know why I guess these things have gotta be I've got a new rose, i got a good Guess I knew that I always would I can't stop to mess around i got a brand new rose in town See the sun, see the sun it shines Don't get too close or so it'll burn your eyes Don't you run away that way You can come back another day Got a new rose, I got a good. Guess I knew that, I always would. I can't stop to mess around. Like a brand new rose in town. I never thought this could happen to me. Oh, I'm strange, oh why should it be? I don't deserve. Somebody this great
0: I was going to go straight onto the next song there, Michael, but just uh, playing the Damned made me think of stiff and maybe me think of the other Irish connection. So, you know, I didn't want to get, get that lost by moving on to the next song. Maybe we just uh, reminded, we, we spoke earlier about Chiswick and that Irish kind of connection with Ted Carroll as well and selling records it's Just Stiff.
1: Yeah, so Stiff, another another guy from Dublin, Dave Robinson, um, was one of the, the co-founders of it. Um, I think his father had been a painter and a decorator in Dublin. But again, I just love that in 1976, there were people from Ireland in London who were cool enough to be associated and to, to push forward. Something that I, I regard as one of the, the greatest artistic uh, achievements of Britain,
0: yeah, which, which yeah. Is,
1: it's, is the kind of the British side of punk.
0: Yeah, yeah, that,
1: that yeah. Came yeah, along.
0: But, yeah it, it, it is interesting to see that Irish connection there, isn't it? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, we were backward in, in in many ways, according to the centralized music industry. that You know, they wouldn't have been looking for Irish bands with with this type of attitude in 1976. But, um, I, I love that Irish people saw the value of this kind of rebellious, angry bunch of misfits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there was a few of those in, in New York as well. So uh, we'll we we'll move on to the next song down with that um, and probably did belong to the blank generation. I think this I, I was I was looking at this beforehand. Yeah, I think um, the album came out in 77, but the single came out in 76. This is a blank generation Richard Hell.
2: To gamble when you get a face It's fascinating to observe What the mirror does But when I dine it for the wall And I set a place I belong to the blank generation And I can take it Or leave it each time Well, I belong to the Generation, but I can take it
0: the nerves with hanging on the telephone and before that was blank generation by richard hell um just i I, I, i'll just mention a bit about the nerves there michael before we we, maybe if you want to say something about richard hell but but the nerves um are an interesting band for me because it's that the the from la it's that kind of the, the they're not not quite a punk band, but they're just at that time, and it was that the, the punk scene was going to kick off in, in 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 LA, and and they were kind of one of the forerunners. Um, in that the single was brought out on Bump, uh, as a Bump yeah records, and um, which was an independent label, and then then whatever length like, amount of years later, the drummer um, Paul Collins uh, wrote some wrote. Some s- played on the Green Day. You know that Green Day uh, play that was on Broadway. Oh, I can't remember what it was called. It was on in Dublin. I actually went to see it in Dublin. Um, but uh, the drummer from the Nerves would come on and play a song when it was on Broadway. You know, which was kind of Green Day's kind of paying respect to the Nerves. And obviously that song was you know Blondie cover. Blondie covered it, so it became uh very well known. But it, um, it was. I I didn't even realize until a couple of years ago that the Nerves wrote that song. You know, I thought it was a Blondie song all, all along. It was just a couple of years ago I came across it, and so I think it was a re-release or something like that from the Nerves. And um, did would did you would you know the Nerves at all? Again, but not at not at the time. But
1: this is why I love punk rock and why I never get tired of it because it was pop music, you know, as good as Abba or Elvis Costello or any other the beatles to me they're a pop group they're they're not a rock group and hunk had you know i mentioned before that my my theory that was it's the whole bouquet of ingredients and some of those ingredients are when you put them together in the right way they're the best pop music that you could ever experience but the funny thing about the nerves is that in, in the, the book that we put out for to help the NHS workers, and Monday wrote a piece about, um, about Jack Lee from the nerves. And she, I, she hooked them up with this young singer uh, in England called um, Paul Young, who was about to do his album and the smash hit from that album come back and stay was written by Jack Lee from, from the nerves. And then one of the other nerves um, was Peter Case, who was in the plimsolls, who again, were one of those great, brilliant power pop bands. So I just love that punk's DNA to me really, really helped pop music stay very current and relevant and, and you mentioned Blondie to one of the greatest pop bands in history.
2: Like a snake calling on a phone, I've got no time to be alone coming at me all the time You better think I lose my mind Cause I'm stranded on my own Stranded, far from home Alright I'm riding on a midnight train But everybody just look the same It's always like a subtle reflection I'm on a spin of final direction I'm stranded on my own Stranded, far from home Alright, right Stranded, I'm so far from home Stranded, yeah, I'm on my own Stranded, you gotta leave me alone Cause I'm stranded on my own Stranded play the mad thing I can't do You lost your mind, stuck in the world Your honey says a stupid girl Now I'm stranded on my own Stranded, far from home oh, Come on Stranded, I'm so far from home I'm the so from australia 1976
0: One, uh, September 76, the single was um, released. Um, and I, I didn't know, but they they started in 1973. So this kind of punk thing, this phenomenon was being, people were kind of realizing that they could start doing things themselves. It just kind of all came together, didn't it really, in 76, but they'd been at it for a couple of years, just or starting, was germinating for a couple of years.
1: Oh, without question. And, and to me, that's why it's worth going back. You know, something like the 101ers, I wouldn't have heard the one on in 1976. I only heard heard the music after um, you know after the Clash were well established. Our, our friend Mick MacMahon uh, bought the single because I was so gung ho about punk that I wouldn't buy a single that hadn't just been released. Like I wouldn't buy an old single, and by that I mean if I loved the band, I wouldn't buy their first single if they were putting out their third single. I, I wouldn't look back because I thought there was so much to to be discovered. But yeah. I think the the 101ers and the Saints um, you know have that kind of RB rhythm and blues energy and, and passion. But again another bit of a, an Irish dimension there. Uh, Chris Bailey, the singer for the Saints, like he grew up in Belfast. He um but I think he was there from when he might have been one until he was seven.
0: We can claim him. We can claim him.
1: Yeah, I think we. I think we'll bring him in. Um, you can hear a bit of the Irish in there. The yeah, primitive yeah. Irish rock. Yeah,
0: but it's funny you should say that about not looking back because it really is only the last. it Feels like the last few years, but it was probably ten or fifteen years for, for me. But that I, I kind of went back before seventy-seven because to me it was like music just started then there was no need to go back because I had all I, all I needed to hear um and it's only from people like you <laughs> or and other people kind of um some people would be a bit more direct than you would you would be to me but uh people saying you know God you've got to go back you got to open your open your mind and I'm like I don't need my mind open I have enough good music um but it's it is true though, like you say, the 101ers and, and even, even the Saints there, like you know, or the nerves, you know, it's great, it's great to discover all this kind of stuff. So so um yeah, we, we probably should um always look back as well, learn learn from the past, you know. Um up next, Jonathan Richmond. Um I think I think there was a little uh, little bit of that song play, a little snippet play there. Uh, it's it's snuck in, didn't it? Um but sure um maybe i uh, hopefully i brought it back to the right place. Um, we play John Richmond. We'll have a chat then. Uh, this is Road Runner. Two,
6: three, four, five, six. Road Runner, Road Runner. Going faster miles an hour. Gonna drive past the stoppage That I drove by the stopping shop. I like that much better than walking by the stopping shop. Cause I had the radio on in touch with the modern world I felt in love with the modern world I felt in love with Pet and Rosadale. cause I had the radio on I felt like a road owner with the radio on Now I said hello to the spirit of old 1956 It was patient in the bushes next to 57 Well the highway was girlfriend because i went by so quick and suburban trees were out there and consequently it smelled like heaven so i say roadrunner on once roadrunner on twice we're in love with this feeling now it will be out, all right now we can tell about our love you yeah, man Radio Radio on. one. i got the am Radio i got the power i feel the feeling now Radio i feel the feeling and it's feeling all right now Radio And I feel in touch with the modern world Okay, let's go to our room 128 Oh, yeah can't you feel it out in Needham now? Out in Route 128 by the power line. It's so exciting there at night. With the pine trees in the dark. It's so cold here in the dark. With 50,000 watts of power. We go by faster miles an hour. With the radio on. Road runner, road Roadrunner going to faster miles an hour I'm gonna drive by the stopping shop with the radio on see I'm in love with the modern world Massachusetts when it's late at night <laughs> and the neon when it's cold outside you see I have the radio on like a rot a... now what do you think about that you guys radio. Good we got the AM. I think we got the power, got the magic now We got the feeling of the modern world we got the feeling of the modern sound, radio, the sound of the modern radio. Feeling when it's late at night, we got the sound of the modern lonely when It's going out Got the sound of Massachusetts when it's blue and white. The sound of Route 128 on the dark and lonely. I feel alone in the cold and lonely. I feel a, I feel alone in the cold and the dark. I feel alive. I feel alone, I feel alive. I feel a, a rockin' No
0: richmond and the modern lovers road road runner my queue my isn't very good now but uh jonathan richmond and the modern lovers road runner my introduction to jonathan richmond was the repo man soundtrack um and pablo picasso maybe that that song was on that that was yeah but uh, like you say i had no no knowledge whatsoever of jonathan R- richmond and the modern lovers or jonathan richmond until I saw Repo Man and went, oh God, I have to get this soundtrack and then went to hear him. Um, would, What about yourself? I, I would have
1: known him at the time again because my older brother was just, you know, had 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 his antennae very, very well tuned in thanks to The Enemy, thanks to John Peel. So that would have come into the house as soon as it was released and it didn't sound punk rock to me, Niall. Like it, what it, It was funny and it was barmy and it was brilliant and it was creative. And then I thought, you know, this is as punk rock as as the Sex Pistols, because it's taken, you know, ingredients from a a musical um, buffet and saying, yeah, why why not do a song like that? I I think it's brilliant.
0: Yeah, I think it really does sum up what you say about the ingredients, doesn't it? You know, that we can be here talking about Jonathan Richmond, the Pistols and the Damned in the same breath. And David Bowie even, but like Jonathan Richmond, the Pistols and the Damned as being, you know, punk bands in the same breath. It's it's uh, yeah, it's that ingredients thing, isn't
1: it? Yeah. And again, none of them, you know, if you were doing a stereotype punk band, you probably wouldn't include most of the things we're listening to today, but that's why they matter because they stopped punk rock being generic. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and, and yeah, people would look on and maybe, maybe we'd even sometimes even ourselves look on, I don't know, maybe not, but you could, but you'd look on and go, Oh yeah, it's that kind of, you know, just noise or three chord noise, you know, because of the whole thing, anyone can start a band, but they can start a band and play guitar in a different way though. Can't they, you know? So uh, it certainly isn't all the same kind of sound.
1: Absolutely. And I know you, you, you're you looking for the Irish dimensions uh, in all of this, but um, <clears throat> he, he did record a song called Rockin' Rockin' Leprechauns
0: oh no. now,
1: later in his career.
0: Oh, no. OK. Well, maybe, maybe it's a classic. May not be. Maybe maybe we'll just move on to the Runaways, will we? Uh, we've got the Runaways next. Runaways... Um, brought out this uh, seven inch 1976 i I don't know when it was brought out in 76 just it was 76 this is cherry bomb by the runaways can't
3: stay at home can't stay in school
0: So the runaways, um, arguably the first Riot Girl band. We mentioned Riot Girl there, and Joan Jett, of course, was in the runaways. Um, and again preparing for this show, um, I was I was looking up a bit more about the runaways and and they kind of ended up being more in the punk scene the following year, you know. Um, uh, I think they brought out another album the following year and then started touring more. Again, they're from, from LA, but again, it's that kind of thing. They were there loads of people are doing their own thing or loads of people are starting to play in bands and then punk rock kind of comes along. And so they, they, they move into the punk rock. Well, it's not like they move into it, but they become part of this punk thing, which then inspires so many other people and, and the runaways and Joan Jett certainly would have inspired uh, a, a lot of women to take up uh, instruments and bands as well, which, which was a really, really positive thing.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And, and looking at you know our playlist for today, it's mainly men. And to me, the Runaways really matter because they've got so much attitude. And you know, to me, they're they're a heavy metal band. They're they're the they're the most rock of all of the acts that you've played today. And to me, that's very interesting. That you know, here two men. Selecting records from 45 years ago that, you know, belong in the pop world or or the rock world. And the hardest rocking of all of them is by a female group. So um, I I love that they that they became seen or identified with punk rock uh, because it was vital that punk rock didn't become this this lads fest, this macho um thing that it could have been it it could very very well have gone down that road and thankfully it didn't because i think and i hope this doesn't sound patronizing i think every woman who got up on stage in those early punk years really helped it, and really helped it to to become something inclusive and exciting and dynamic and and more far more interesting
0: and and our next song is paddy smith which certainly uh would w- would stand for that too as well? Wouldn't wouldn't she? You know, Patti Smith being up on stage was certainly uh, hugely influential for people.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, really influential. Although I don't know if there's anyone who's done what she did as well as her in in the forty five years after. But again, it just goes to that point that even for men, I think we're we're robbed of our rights to kind of see how the world could be if we don't have enough women on stage and, you know, and meaningful women who are who are uncompromised and doing exactly what they want. And to
0: me, Patty Smith embodies that and it, it, she's a huge inspiration for me, I will say. Yeah. Well, the, I think, I think the album came out in 75, but the single then came out in 76. So um we've two songs left. We played both of them now and we'll, we'll come back and have a chat then after that, but um. For now, this is uh, Patty Smith um, with uh, Gloria.
7: Jesus died for somebody's sins but not mine. Mill part of thieves wild cord on my sleeve thick hard stone my sins my own they belong to me me people say beware
2: I mean, she was steaming And that time over at Johnny's place Well, this chick got up and she slapped Johnny's face There we just fell about the place If that chick don't want to know, forget her The boys are back in town, the boys are back in town I said...
0: April 1976 Tin Lizzy released the boys are back in town and before that we played Paddy Smith Gloria um you might you might know a bit more about that than I than I would I didn't listen to Patti. again you know I'd kind of missed Paddy Smith the first time around and then it's only the last 10 years I've kind of um started listening back to Paddy Smith and then I'm going god is that Van morrison song <laughs> or did Van morrison play that you know and if that i would not have listened to it um 20 years ago because i'd be like well i can't listen to it how could how could you listen to it um we i don't know if there's a certain irony i didn't mean it uh, for the boys are back in town to play a song like that after playing the runaways and Patty smith suddenly the boys are back in town but um that certainly wasn't meant well it wasn't planned in advance i was i was like listening to the lyrics going god it's a bit. It's a bit like. Have I ever really paid any attention to what those lyrics are? I don't, I don't think I have. Other than being at a football match and hearing that that great guitar riff, but um, I, I, hopefully it's okay. Um, so yeah, April seventy six, Tin Lizzy. What made you? What made you decide uh, to throw Tin Lizzie in? Well, if punk
1: hadn't come along, that's as exciting as pop music, or rock music would have been. You know, that's that's and maybe we would have gone down that road. And I thought Tin Lizzie were great, you know, for rounding out the, the show today, because you had a song from Belfast just before, so it's nice to have a Dublin one with um following up the the Van Morrison song. But look at what Patty Smith did to the Van Morrison song. Like she didn't do a respectful cover, she made it her own and the the introduction, that, that's all her. You know, there, to me, there's Riot Girl in 1975. Uh, that, that, you know, there it is, evolving. But the, the reason putting Tin Lizzy in, and, and it doesn't fit him lyrically, you know, you can think, oh, hang on. Um, a, he was a great champion of punk, you know, and he formed the Greedies with two members of the Sex Pistols. He asked The Clash to open for them on tour. He brought the radiators from space um, in 77 on on, a big tour of Britain, including to cities where he knew Tin Lizzy couldn't play in the biggest hall because there was a ban on punk. And he still thought, no, we're we're part of allowing these people to have their self-expression. Obviously, when they did Mount Mountain Dublin, they have the radiators and the rats. So he really, I think, opened the door that Sid Vicious used to hang out in, um, in, in his, his flat and, and his house. So I just thought it's a lovely way for showing almost the border between what went before and then what punk, you know, jumped over and said, you know what, you're taking it that far. We can yeah. take it much fun.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. I think tonight's show's been good because um, you know, that's what that was what was going on in seventy six, wasn't it? This is bubbling under, this is about to happen. And I suppose when we do the one next week, it'll really be the explosion of 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 the punk rock explosion. Um but yeah, no, it is interesting to see all these different bands, these different ingredients starting to form, yeah, for sure. Okay, well I think that's about it.
6: I enjoyed well, that. Thanks a million. That was yeah.
0: great fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, well, next time we go with 77, we'll, we'll come up with our playlist. And um, yeah, great stuff, Michael. Thanks very much, John. I'll take, care. take care. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for listening.